Welcome to the Open Pantry Podcast for yet another episode. Thank you for joining me again. It is uh, fantastic after popular demand of last Friday's podcast to have Braden Johnston, the Director and Senior Accountant from Rising Tide Financial Group in Melbourne, joining me for an updated version of the podcast. Hey, Braden, how are you? Going well, mate. Going well. Thanks for having me on again. That's all right. Um, so as I was uh, as I was just saying there, um, we got we got a lot of really good uh, commentary over the last podcast. A lot of new listeners have come onto the podcast since since last Friday's episode. So um, I really wanted to get you back because we knew when we taped last Friday, uh, which was in was in March. Now, now we're taping this on the on Thursday, the second of April. That um, that we're probably going to update it because because um, things are changing every day in Australia, and and uh, we wanted to make sure that we were giving good information out to to the hospitality network or greater network of businesses that are out there. So um, so thanks for coming back. Um, as uh, why don't we go through probably the the dot points that you you sort of ticked off at the end of last week's podcast of what you felt was the most critical um, importance for any business to do over the next sort of uh, the immediate term and in the next couple of months moving forward, Brady. Yeah. Um, look, uh, yeah, it's probably a great place to start, John. Um, last mm. last week, we definitely uh, went through quite a number of things that businesses should be doing right now. Um, mm-hmm. They haven't changed. It, it's exactly the same. Um, mm-hmm. The advice is exactly the same. We need to be conserving as much cash as possible, trimming our overheads down, having the conversations with the landlords and suppliers and everyone else um, that it is in our um, business ecosystem um, mm-hmm. because right now is the, the time to do it. It's not, not, there's no point waiting until it's at the point where it, it's um, panic stations because by then it's too late and it's a fair chance a lot of people are going to be in the same boat. So mm. good communication, um, build the relationship with everyone out there, you're more likely to get a good result. Um, you know, we're hearing some horror stories around landlords and stuff, but just because there's, mm. there's never been a relationship there. So through your, right. through your agent mm. or direct, if you've got that kind of relationship, um, you, you need to make it conversational and bring it up because the longer you wait, um, the worse off it's probably going to be. And right now um, we've seen that the government has announced that um, there's a, you know, they, they said there's going to be a ban on evicting businesses, mm, but it's mm-hmm. up to the business owner and the landlord to strike out a deal. So mm. we're hearing everything from rent-free periods um, to reduced rent to, um, you know, ripping up the lease and doing a new one. Um, it, it's yeah, right. Yeah, so it, there is things happening. I mean, my view is that it's in the landlord's best interest to come to the table on this stuff because. As, as people are realizing that they can work from home a lot more, that that um, you know that, that corporate um, real estate market is potentially going to take a really big hit. So, if you're not going to do the right thing by your tenant now, you'll just get smashed in the future because that I think that's going to bite a lot of people on the bum. Yeah, I think it's I think it's been it's been interesting to watch how my you know counterparts in the industry um, and people like yourself. Um, are now doing this working from home thing and how I was thinking the the office market mm. is going to be smashed mm-hmm. after this because there's going to be a broad realisation that they can use a lot less space. And I know a lot of big corporates, especially banks, have, have probably started this trend the last three to six years, but 
But um, yeah. it, I think it's really going to come home to a lot of people. So I think you're absolutely right in that that landlords really need to think about their tenants. And I know we're talking about hospitality venues here, and they can't, you know, hospitality venues can't can't work from home. But it's in it's in the landlord's best interest to to have a tenant on the other side of this yeah. rather than rather than not. Hundred percent. So, yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Um, Yep. Um, okay. And, Keep and, yeah, so, mm-hmm. yep. So just, and then the other things that we kind of spoke about were um, knowing where you stand under the Fair Work Act, um, mm-hmm. you know, with employees. At that mm-hmm. point, um, we weren't, we'd only had parts one and two of the stimulus package and mm-hmm. part three, which dropped um, just on Monday, which has kind of changed the whole landscape of things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there, there's the, yeah, the Fair Work part of it's been. You know, there's obviously um, Fair Work have released their statement on it. It's quite easy to follow, um, but there's still a lot of unknown around what what does it actually mean day to day? Like, how, how do we re-engage um, staff that have been stood down? What happens? You know, what happens if we've got them on leave? Like, there's, there's a whole mm. lot of things around it that's still a little bit unclear, um, mm. and that people will need help on. So, yeah, they need to be talking to their advisors, their accountant. Um, making sure that they're really clear on it. I know we've spent the last two weeks talking to all our business clients, um, formulating mm-hmm. short-term plans, and then with a view to doing some longer-term planning at the end of this month. Um, mm-hmm. It's just con- it's con- continual conversations as things are being updated. Now, we've seen the, the Treasury website um, is a really good place to go to. It's kind of got it all in the one spot, um, but they're yes. updating it almost every three or four hours. So the con- some of the wow. things that we were talking about last week they've actually changed a little bit they've got a little bit more. right i think at that point it was um all workers had to be tw- been employed for 12 months now it's just the casuals so your part-timers and full-timers as long as they were an employee at first of march and now um able to claim this job keeper allowance which was announced on um, monday mm. so all <laughs> kinds of things so yeah so it's um yeah it's, it's changing really quickly mm-hmm. um it, you know it, it it is quite hard for business owners to stay on top of it. Um, need to be talking to the yeah, your accountant and your advisors because um, they're going to be in a pretty good position to, to help you out on that front. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I just I keep talking strategy, strategy, strategy. That's that's what you need to be doing right now. Mm-hmm. So like, what are we going to be? What do we what do we do to get through this week? What do we do to get through April? What do we do to get through to June thirty? And then what do we do for the next six months or however long this is going to take? Mm. Um, so that when we come out of the other end of it we're in a position to not only, um, you know, kick things off again, but do it in a way that you can actually succeed and, and, and hit the ground running. Um, businesses that uh, are thinking, oh, we'll let the six months pass and then we'll try and kick it off again, mm. they're going to be in trouble because it's going to take months to, to get going again. Then you've got, we're going to be straight into Christmas, which we know for hospitality, what, what that means. Yes. Um, so, yeah, it's, the, the planning needs to be done now, Um and there's day-to-day stuff that's, you know, that just has to be done. But we need to keep an eye on the future because it's going to come around very, very quickly. What do you think? What do you think the best way to balance that is, Braden? Because I know, obviously, you guys have, as you just said just then, like have obviously done a great job in talking to your clients over the last couple of weeks, and um, you know, uh, making sure you have those one-on-one conversations with them. But as we just stated, like the policy is changing every day. Mm. I mean. Last end of last week, it was a job uh, a job seeker program that the government yep. was going to facilitate through Centrelink. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, if you've if you've let go a bookkeeper or 
uh, a payroll officer at your hospitality business because you didn't have any staff to pay. Now, all of a sudden, you might want to invite them back because yeah. you, you'll do it through a job, um, a job keeper program where yeah. they pay through the business. So, yeah. how do you, how do you think hospitality venues should actually, you know, plan for this, Braden? Do you think it's a do you think it's a weekly conversation with the with their most important people who are outside their business, like their accountant? Yeah. like their lawyers and, and all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, absolutely. Mm. That strategy slash guidance piece is a big part of it. Mm. And I, I think business owners um, rely on their gut a lot as well. So mm. I think you've still got to kind of use all the tools that you've got in, in the toolbox. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think we spoke about it last week. You know, the, business, the, the government's view is to either put businesses into hibernation to allow yes. them to, mm-hmm. to kick off again. Mm-hmm. Or they want to try and use the ATO as a bit of a spearhead to to move people from Centrelink, mm. which has absolutely smashed the system, and the people that need it are struggling to get it, um, and use the ATO to move it back onto the business owners um, and the ATO to, to fund basically what would be a job seeker payment. So mm. very clever, um, but there's also after the announcement, not a whole lot of detail. So we're trying to work out what does that actually mean? You're absolutely right. Do we have to now put on, you know, what if we had a business that had 30 casual staff? We've got to get, you've got to go through each staff member, work out if they've been there for 12 months. Then we've got to work out how they get paid. We know that this job keeper is for, you know, $750 a week before tax per employee. And if someone was only working five hours a week and earning, let's say it was $100 per week, they're now going to earn seven fifty per week before tax. Yes. Okay. Yes. It's huge. So there's a mm. lot more admin and compliance stuff that's mm. going to happen um, that now is put on the shoulders of the business owners. So look, what's the best way to play it? I, I think you need to have a plan for that. It might be best for some businesses just to stay closed. That might be an easier option for them. Um, but there's others that might have other income streams that they can potentially um, take advantage of. Mm. Uh, and so, and use some of the staff, you know, keep them engaged. And so in that six-month period or, you know, four months or two months, whatever it's going to be, but let's assume it's somewhere around six. Once mm. that's over, the business, it's open again. It's done. It's operating because all the staff are in there. They know what's going on. There's been a really clear plan. It's been communicated to the team. Everyone's going to hit the ground running. Those businesses by Christmas will be flying because everyone else is going to be six months behind them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. just all, it's, we, We're continuing to, continuing to use the word strategy, but it is... It is the most important thing and in the best way you can possibly do it in, a, in an environment which is changing on an hourly and daily basis, um, which is Absolutely. really, really critical. Um, yeah. You just talked about, you know, um, the potential of hospitality venues, you know, just, just staying closed. Do you think, do you think when, when, a, when a business owner is actually making that decision with so many things changing, do you think there's too many variables in place to put some sort of hard and fast rules on how to make that decision itself? Do you think it's a turnover figure? Do you think it's an ownership? Like, yeah, it's probably the more, of the business it's, structured? It's, it's cash flow. Mm-hmm. It'll come back to cash flow. So mm-hmm. if, if your strategy is to um, get through the next six months and chew up, you know, 20000 or 50000 or or $100,000 of your own cash to get through, 
That's mm-hmm. a strategy play, right? Mm-hmm. If you can, if it's about keeping the doors open, you need to be at least bringing in revenue to meet your net costs. Yes. Um, so you can break even. Same thing. You might have to dip into your cash reserve a little bit, but you get through the next six months. Mm-hmm. Um, businesses that are in a fortunate enough position to be able to still be profitable through that period, mm-hmm. um, you know, they're obviously going to stay open. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, yeah, hard and fast rule. If, if you've got if you've got the cash reserve to get yourself through six months, top it up with the government payments that are available all that you know and we'll have a chat about some of the packages on offer in a minute yes but if, if you've got you know you've got the, the cash reserve you've got these um stimulus packages topping you up and and it's only going to eat into a little bit of your cash and, and you're going to come out of the other end of it in a really strong position mm-hmm. then you'd want to be keeping the doors open as long as possible mm. uh, but if you know that we've got two months worth of cash reserve and we think this is going to go on for six months then yeah, that you you're better off not blowing all that cash just for two months on the on the hope that it would all come good in eight weeks' time, where it's probably not going to. Yeah, I think I think the big challenge in this situation for a lot of business owners is the fact that they are. I, I alluded we alluded to this last week when we were chatting, and I was I, I think I said to you something to the effect of I was worried that a lot of poor businesses were going to be propped up during this time, and and with so many things changing at the moment and delivery platforms and new delivery coming on board, which is fantastic. I'm, I'm, I'm really concerned that the ego or want to keep businesses open, which is purely fine to do, and I respect and understand it, is going to, is going to make business owners make poor decisions. And, um, and it's, it's so hard to navigate that process, isn't it, Braden? Like, yeah. You know, yeah, should, right. what, should, what should you do as you continue, you know, should you do that new delivery app because it's, mm. you know, apparently going to be 20% less in service fees? Is that actually going to get the cut through you need? Like it's, it's, it's such a hard thing for business owners to work out. It's really hard. And mm. that's where you've got to rely on your, your advisors mm-hmm. um, you know, and trust your gut a little bit on that. You know, there's... Um, now it's probably not the time to be pumping money into new ventures that are speculative, but, yes. but there is, you know, potential, um, you know, f- from strategy point of view, there are options to, you know, pivot the business into a new, new kind of income stream. So there might be, it might be worth investing money in that, that you might not be a short term income winner, but for the business in six months, it might be a huge thing. So yeah, you've got to speak to your advisors ideas, you know, that all business owners have them, mm. um, you, you need to explore them and then either put a line through it and move on or work out how it can be manipulated to work for you. Yes. Um, the worst thing we, that we can be doing now is making rash decisions. You know, I think, um, you know, business partner Matt always talks about, you know, people just aren't in a position to make good decisions when they're under pressure. Mm. Okay, they, when mm-hmm. they're under pressure, just, uh, uh, you know, we see it all the time. Yes. And, like I think you hinted at it before, um, you know, if in three months' time when things are really, really tight, uh, people will start making rash decisions and it might end up being a whole lot worse for them down the track than yeah. if they had just had to close the doors. Yeah, just throwing good money after bad. Absolutely. Um, so let's talk about money because we talked last week um, about conserving cash many times. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and the government, both at... Um, federal level, state level, and even local level yes. with councils is doing grants and doing mm-hmm. different lines of credit and all these kind of stuff and, you know, low interest loans and sorting out deals with banks. Like, how do you think, um, how do you think business owners should navigate that process at the moment? Yeah, I think, um, 
Yeah, firstly, you need to know what you're entitled to. The, mm-hmm. the government um, stimulus packages are kind of the big ones. Um, we've touched on parts one and two last week. Part three was all around this job keeper package, which is by yes. far the biggest stimulus page ever done. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the one that's probably going to be useful to most businesses. Mm-hmm. It relies on the business having a downturn in income of 30%. Originally, that was going to be on the same period last year. So that would be March 2020 to March 2019. Yes. The government softened a little bit on that. Really? So, okay. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if they end up saying it might be month on month. So comparing. Wow. March to Feb last last month. Um, yeah, what, right. You know, that's certainly the hope. Mm. It, it's hard because some businesses are seasonal. Um, oh, you know, other businesses have just started up. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's like, well, how does this actually work in principle? So the, the ATO has been really clear that there's going to be a lot of discretion around this. Mm. So they'll certainly be looking more closely at new businesses and businesses that are um, registering for payroll and things like that. that yes, that, They'll look at those um, and with good reason, mm. but they're going to they're going to apply discretion for businesses where they have absolutely been impacted. But right now, as it stands, might not be getting anything under this um, package. So, the ATOs and the government's view in general is to be inclusive for everyone, mm. um, not exclusive. A lot of these kind of um, you know you think about Centrelink and things like that. It's to be exclusive, right? So it's to it's to try and weed out people that aren't entitled to it. Yes, this one is all about getting money into pockets, into employees' pockets, into business owners' pockets to make sure they stay viable mm. during this period. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, look, um, in terms of, um, you know, what else was released on, on Monday, that, you know, the, this JobKeeper package is, yeah, pretty incredible. A lot of our clients will be um, absolutely having to take part in that because there has been already a drop-off of at least 30%. Some are seeing 50, 60, 75%. Mm. Um, which is really scary, um, and we're trying to coach them through that that period. Um, but it's it's kind of where everyone is at the moment. So I would certainly be um, applying for it if you feel like your turnovers come off thirty percent, or it's going to in the next month or two. Yes, they've made that very clear, right? Mm-hmm. So even if it's not right now, you need to, and you think it's going to happen in a month's time, you should apply and then work through the process. It is a hard decision for some. Um, business owners because we know that the payments aren't kicking off until May and that can be a long time to wait for some business that, that need that cash now. So mm. perhaps in their um, position, the job seeker part of the program is more what they should be looking at, which is your Centrelink style payment. Uh, but for those that can get through at least the next month, and I would say that probably JobKeeper is the, the better option for them. Because I guess, I guess a business, if they were lowing cash flow, for, they know they're going to be low in cash flow in April and March because of the downturn in the economy. Would they, with staff they've stood down, would they just have those staff on a job uh, seeker payment up until the 1st of May when they know they're going to get funds from the government and then move that staff member on yeah. to the job keeper payment? <laughs> Potentially. It's a, it's a bit right. confusing, isn't it? Because, it is, yeah. Uh, you know, even with the, the current, um, you know, what they've released... People that are on the job seeker probably can't be on job seeker if they're just being stood down because technically they're still an employee. Yeah, correct. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so there's all this. It's just you know leave without pay effectively. So mm. yeah, there needs if it's the job seeker path, then I, I think that's where the business is basically closed down. Um, if it's the job keeper, well, then it's because we've been able to keep the business going and the p- payments from the government come in, and then you're able to pay out the team, you know, your team from that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
as I said before, any any um, employee that was earning less than seven fifty per week before tax will come up to that seven fifty. Anyone that's earning more than that, it's business as usual. They get paid what they're entitled to. The business makes up the difference above the seven fifty. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. So there's another part of the strategy that needs to be thought about from a cash flow point of view. It's like, well, do we need to keep the doors open to pay the staff? and potentially still making a loss, even though we're getting this $750 per week from the government. So, yeah, cash flow, budget, strategy are really, really important to work out what exactly, which which kind of path we should take on this stuff. Mm. It's, um, yeah. yeah, it's a very, very confusing time. I it was, is. I'll, it I'll, is. It's, not, it's, not, uh, it's not, not simple, that's for sure. No, I was definitely thinking of my, for my, even for my own self last week and uh, this week, and I was like, what? What actually happens what now? Because I'm yeah, I'm completely completely confused as a as a as a yeah. former stood down employee. Like it's it's a it's yeah. A bit what crazy do you do? Mm. Yeah, and we know that um, you know employees that are working for multiple businesses have to choose one that would be their designated employer. Yes, um, you certainly can't be double dipping on this one. Mm. Um, but then yeah, there's the flow on effect of that. Yeah, the extra. Uh, extra um, payroll compliance and everything else that has to happen. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, look, that, that's, it, I mean, it's, it's a great thing. The government's acting really fast. Um, you know, it's hard. We're, we're all here screaming for more info, but I'm sure they're working around the clock to, to get us that info. Uh, I think their parliament sitting next week, they would then finalise it. We'll get all the info that we need at that point mm-hmm. and, and be able to have really clear direction on, on what that means and, and what's the best call. Um, right now, I'd be, yeah, I'd certainly be looking at what if... Um, you know, what path does it take, whether we you go kind of right dormant or hibernation or whatever you want to call it, or you close down. Yes. Or if you're going to try and keep it open and run through this job keeper mm. kind of um, program. Mm. Um, the other, you know, the other ones that are available at the moment, I know that um, the Victorian government grant has a, uh, it's $10,000. Mm-hmm. So that's per business. That's similarly based on the um, job keeper program where if the business has dropped off, I, th- I think it's 30%. They haven't actually stipulated what that percentage is as of when I checked yesterday. They might have mm-hmm. now, but mm-hmm. got to show that the business has dropped off. The Victorian government will give you a grant of $10,000. Um, that can be used on whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know also um, the Melbourne City Council have got their own grants as well. And I, I think you'll find that most um, councils around Victoria potentially will have something in there for, for business owners. Um, I'd jump online and see what's available to you. They're probably the big three. And obviously the Victorian government grants, the one I just spoke about, but right around Australia, all the states are, have a very similar grant. Yeah, they're all doing they're all doing very similar things. And especially with the hospitality industry, um, there's a lot of grants available to move businesses into an e-commerce kind of platform. Um, if you want to do something for yourself rather than, uh, rather than using delivery platforms that are already set up, um, just to just to mean you can hopefully get um, some more percentage of a sale, even if you don't get the exposure or revenue. So it's 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 good for brands who maybe have really good exposure in the marketplace, but but haven't used that e-commerce platform before. So yeah. um, it's best to have a look at that. Um, Absolutely. What would you what would you say to business owners who have who are sort of struggling with connecting with the ATO and Centrelink and and you know the government agencies at the moment? Um, because of the over, of the obvious oversupply at the moment, Braden, like yeah, yeah, of everyone calling. Look, yeah. I mean, we know um, historically Centrelink's been a bit of a nightmare to deal with mm-hmm. anyway. So mm-hmm. I think we can just put that to the side because they're absolutely getting smashed. I know the ATO are putting on um, extra people to to deal with all the phone calls. Mm-hmm. Um, we're finding that we're getting through reasonably quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, 
our advice at the moment to our clients is that we're finding that they're getting a better result talking to the ATO directly about their situation sure. and getting a better result around deferring um, payments, lodgements, and the ATO are doing a great job on this front. They're, you know, they're giving six months um, grace periods. Wow. And, um, you know, interest-free terms and stuff like this. So if you've mm. got any kind of obligation um, right now or an existing payment plan, jump on the phone to the ATO. They're putting on extra staff to be able to take these calls. They've they've obviously been direct, given direction around how they should be, be playing this. And so, yeah, that, individual clients seem to be getting a much better result than what the tax agents are. Um, yes. Certainly for... Um, curly ones that you might need some help with, you speak to your tax agent and um, they'll, they'll be able to help you with the ATO. But yeah, look, uh, hats off to the, to the ATO in particular. I think they've, they've done an amazing job over the last week. And, and it's hard because they don't know all the info either. So they're, they're, mm. they're learning on the go. Everyone's kind of learning <laughs> on the go. So yeah, it's, um, it's just one of those things. I think, you know, it's, it's, it's actually been really pleasing to see how, um, how far everyone, you know, how well everyone's come together just to try and help each other. It is, it is actually really interesting. And I know we've, we've talked at length um, the reason why I've been in the hospitality industry so for such a long time is the community feel that I get from being in the industry. But it's, it's quite uh, amazing to see the whole country and the world in certain sectors come together at this moment and just sort of just work together for the pure fact that there is no other choice and you better just front up and just be honest and sort things out like it's yeah. it's it's quite um humbling in a way yeah 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 you're absolutely right i mean some of these conversations that we're having are, are really really tough um, sure people are intrinsically quite positive which is incredible um mm. but mm. probably speaks a bit about you know the the stuff inside and and you know particularly um, business owners that are going through this it's like it's just it's, it's, yeah you couldn't even comprehend something like this happening mm-hmm. and it's not surprising that it's small business owners that are kind of leading the charge on the positive positivity and helping everyone out. And mm. yeah, I, I mean, some of the, some of these chats are really, really tough. And at the end of it, you, you feel absolutely, you know, blessed to be able to be working with some of these people. Yeah, totally agree. Um, last point I just want to touch on super, if I can. Um, I know that, um, I know the government obviously will now allow, um, individuals um, to withdraw on their superannuation, I think from April 1st. Um, and then again, and again in the uh, 2020, 2021 period as well, uh, 10,000 each side at, the, at this point. Um, I'm imagining you're probably having conversation with those people who are maybe in cash flow issues at the moment yeah. to, to have a look at doing that. Like, how do you think someone should navigate that? Do you think they, obviously, I know Matt does a great job with Rising Tide, with superannuation, has helped me out a lot. Like, yeah. what, what do you think, you know, a couple of the positives and negatives around doing, doing that and taking cash out yeah. of the super? Yeah. So, uh, disclaimer, this is absolutely not financial advice. Um, yes. It's not something I can give advice around. Mm. Um, I'd be looking at more around, you know, if it's a, it's definitely an option. Um, there's... Um, you, know, you either go straight to your super fund or you get your financial planner or advisor um, to work through that with you. Mm. Um, I, I would be looking at it from a long-term play, um, pulling the money out now at, at the bottom of a market. So selling shares or um, cashing in an investment when you're at the bottom of the market, it's been absolutely smashed, is generally mm. the worst possible thing you can do. Of course. Mm-hmm. Um, it crystallizes a loss. And, yes. Um, that might cost you a lot of money in the future when you retire. 
Mm. You, you uh, need so, to, yeah, you need to think about um, in those situations about just how it's really going to affect your business and benefit. But really, yeah. at the end of the day, you're taking you're taking a guess, aren't you? Like, it's, yeah, that's right. And yeah, you you're, you're crystallising a loss. And yes. It, it, it means that you'll never get that back, you know, and you might be able to make that money worth you somewhere else, but yeah, it's not, um, not a great, um, financial decision to, mm. to do it. But if people, you know, our business, um, line on this is that if, if people are, are super desperate, then they should consider it and speak mm. to their financial advisor. Mm-hmm. Cool. Is there anything else you want to touch on before we, uh, in today's podcast program? No, that's, that's pretty much it, mate. I think we've covered, Everything. I, I, the only thing on the um, the job keeper. So mm-hmm. there's been a bit of confusion around that. You you don't necessarily have to have employees to be able to access that one. Mm. Okay, so that's all business owners, but it's only one. You have to nominate one partner or one director or one family beneficiary in the business yeah, um, right. to be able to receive it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you still have to show that your business has come off thirty percent. Mm. Okay. okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um, that one you, you can just register online now. The ATO will start firing out information on that over the next few weeks and payments yep. will start in, in May. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming it'll be through STP payroll or it'll be via the BAS or something like that. I don't know the finer details on it yet. Mm. Um, but there will be an expectation you would have to prove that you've sh- you've, um, your income's reduced by 30%. Sure. But it is a very good win because that was something sole traders were you know, calling yep. out for for a week ever that's, since, you know, the job right. seeker payment was out. Yeah. So it's, and that um, was the whole idea because mm-hmm. originally their advice was for sole traders and business owners, um, go and speak to the um, Centrelink around the job seeker. Yes. What they've done now is they've basically moved it from Centrelink to the ATO. And mm. I think I mentioned that last week that the government was going to use the ATO as a bit of a spearhead to try and smash the, 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 the line of people that are going to Centrelink at the moment. And that's exactly how it played out. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Brayden, as we said last time, what's the best way for people to find out about Rising Tide and some information about what you guys are doing? Yeah, uh, the website's definitely the, the place to start, uh, risingtidefinancial.com.au. There's heaps of cool stuff on there. We're updating blogs, um, videos. We're doing a lot of Facebook Live events at the moment. Um, so if you can catch us on Facebook, that's, that's the best way to do it. Um, the interaction on Facebook's been incredible. We're, we're putting all our stuff, uh, all our blogs and, and everything up on there. Mm-hmm. It's giving people a chance to ask questions. Um, mm. You can get online. We're, we're on there every day answering questions for people. So yeah, amazing. Yeah, it's um, it's a, yeah, and obviously it doesn't cost you anything to jump on and ask a few quick questions. We're, we're trying to help as many people as we can. So if we can get into a public forum like that, it allows us to reach much more people and having one-on-one phone calls all the time. So, yeah, website, risingtidefinancial.com.au and, and on our Facebook site. That's definitely the best way to catch us. Amazing. Um, this will be linked up in the bio as always. Uh, Braden, we might even have a round three in another month or so and, and talk about strategy. I think I think strategy moving out of moving out of this process is people start to get out of hibernation is going to be really critical. So I would, uh, would love to have you back again. Yep. It would be my pleasure, mate. Cool. We'd love to do it. Cheers. Cool. Thanks, Braden. Cheers. All the best. Cheers.